Welcome to Women's Health, Wisdom, and Wine, a weekly conversation with practitioners, providers, patients, and healers about complex reproductive medicine and women's health challenges, the value of an integrative approach to these challenges, many of the women's health topics you're already thinking about but uncomfortable talking about, and my personal favorite, wine. I'm your host, Dr. Lorena White, an integrative reproductive medicine and women's health provider, licensed acupuncturist, clinical herbalist, and a former labor support doula in the Washington, D.C. metro area. My goal is to bring women's health-specific evidence and expertise to the forefront of daily women's health and wellness news through informative conversations. If you have ideas, questions, and specific topics that you would like us to cover in future podcast episodes, please leave them in the comment section or send us an email at info at To learn more about our team's approach to care, visit our website at www.larinawhite.com. As you enjoy the podcast, conversations, and wine time, remember to follow the podcast, leave a five-star rating, and tap on the bell to make sure you never miss an episode. Let us know what is your favorite topic, who has been your favorite guest, and who would you like to hear from on the next pod. Most importantly, share the podcast and your favorite episode with a friend or colleague. Lastly, remember that this podcast is not designed to be a substitute for a bona fide relationship with a licensed or certified healthcare professional. Odds are you're taking your blood pressure all wrong. When was the last time you were asked to sit without saying a single word for five minutes before your blood pressure was measured? If your answer was, I never remember doing that, you're in good company. Yet, that is often one of the many rules that medical professionals are supposed to follow when measuring blood pressure. Recently, I went to the doctor and I was coming from work. And so I sat down in the chair, did the beginning weight and measurement, got my vitals taken. And one of the first thing I remember thinking was, shouldn't she be taking this on my left arm and not my right? But I didn't say anything. And I continued on. She took my blood pressure in my right arm. And I remember distinctly thinking, this feels way tighter than I've ever experienced before. My hands were literally starting to fall asleep. I could feel them tingling and numbness, the pins and needles starting. And I thought, this isn't normal. This isn't the way it should feel. And again, I didn't say anything. So when my blood pressure reading came back that it was 170 over 110, internally, I dismissed it because my thing is there is no way in the world my blood pressure is 170 over 110 because I usually hover around like a 118 over 78. That's what literally has been where my blood pressure has been reading for years now. And again, not exactly that, but again, never anywhere near 170 over 110 to the point that I was like, if my blood pressure was that high, I would definitely feel something because it would be way out of the norm for me. And so... When she told me my reading, again, I didn't even take it seriously because I knew it was wrong, especially based on how my symptoms were as she was taking it on the wrong side. And again, there was only one blood pressure cuff in the room. So it made me realize that the blood pressure cuff was probably the wrong size. And she asked me if I had white coat syndrome. And I said, I am a white coat. So no, that's never been a part of my history. That's never been a part of my symptomatology. I've never even had high blood pressure, never once measured, you know, outrageously normal. 
And so she's like, okay, I'm going to take it in the other arm, which is the arm she should have taken it in the first place. Again, with the same blood pressure cuff, she, you know, tightened it up and it was an automatic, you know, blood pressure cuff. She wasn't doing it manually. But again, I could feel my hand starting to fall asleep because like circulation wasn't just getting tight, but it was like literally cutting my circulation off. And so on the left arm, it was lower, but it was still like 150 over like 98 or something like that, which is still outrageously high for me. And so it got me thinking that if this is happening to me and there's only one blood pressure cuff in this room, this is clearly happening in different places all throughout our country, probably the world. And so when I went back into the waiting room, I just kind of looked at who was in the waiting room and seeing what our, you know, arm circumferences could look like. And I realized there's just no way in the world that one blood pressure cuff is adequate for all the different shapes and sizes that were being represented just in the waiting room alone. So when you go to the doctor, it's common like a checklist should be done in terms of things that you know you need. The weight, your vitals, your blood pressure. Um, sometimes people take your temperature depending on the reason that you're there. But there is a checklist. And similar to airplane pilots who always run down a safety checklist before taking off, that's an important part of their job and their procedures. And we would all be shocked if a pilot told us he was in a rush and just didn't have time to do it. But yet clinicians aren't taking enough care to make an important measurement when it comes to health, reading blood pressure values. And this is topical and has been topical for a while because physicians have just recommended new standards for blood pressure. So now if your blood pressure is over 130 over 80, you are clinically in unhealthy territory. And having an accurate measurement is important because more people than ever are keeping an eye on their blood pressure and trying to keep it in a healthy range through diet, exercise, and if necessary, medication. But if you're getting incorrect blood pressure readings, you might be forced into medication way earlier than needed if you're not getting an accurate reading because the cuff in and of itself is not right for you. And That means everything from pediatric cuffs all the way up to cuffs that are designed for people who have huge muscles. And if you're using the same blood pressure cuff for all those people, these measurements are going to be faulty consistently. The guidelines from the American Heart Association and the American College of Cardiology have lowered the threshold for diagnosing high blood pressure from 140 over 90, meaning that nearly half of the U.S. population will now be considered as having high blood pressure with the greatest impact on younger people. So in order for us not all to be lumped into this column of people who have high blood pressure, just because the standards have changed and because clinicians are using improper blood pressure cuffs and not following the routine checklist, here are some things, some do's and don'ts from a patient's perspective that are aimed at making it less likely that you'll get a reading that is falsely high or falsely low. So instead of exercising and consuming caffeine or smoking within 30 minutes of your blood pressure reading, sit in a chair, feet flat on the ground, legs uncrossed 
with your back supported and without talking for at least five minutes before you get your blood pressure measured. And usually won't consider that time in the waiting room as that time. But often when we're in the waiting room, we're on our phones, we're reading magazines, we're multitasking with our legs crossed um, or talking um, and doing other things that aren't necessarily advantageous. Also, instead of sitting or lying on the exam table, which can result in a falsely low blood pressure reading, empty your bladder before your blood pressure is taken. That can also help. Also, roll up your sleeves so the blood pressure cuff rests on bare skin and not clothing. It is one of my pet peeves when my blood pressure is taken over my clothing. I don't know when people started doing that or why, but it's never going to provide an accurate reading. And also, don't let your arm dangle or rest in your lap during the reading. It should be supported on a surface that is hard, such as a desk, and that cluff cuff should be parallel to your heart. So right around your chest area, not below your chest, again, to give yourself an accurate reading. So just to recap, make sure you're sitting in a chair with your feet flat on the ground, your legs uncrossed with your back supported and without talking for at least five minutes before you get your blood pressure taken. Avoid consuming caffeine, smoking or exercising within 30 minutes of your test. Empty your bladder before your blood pressure is taken. And don't lie down or recline because that can give you a false low blood pressure reading. Also, roll up your sleeves so the blood pressure cuff rests on bare skin, not your clothing. And also, don't let your arm dangle or let it rest in your lap during the reading. It should be supported on a surface that is hard, such as a desk or a table. Now, if your blood pressure does appear high, your doctor's office should take the reading in both arms. But again, Once your blood pressure is high, taking it in the arm that is wrong, meaning the other arm, the right arm, is not going to be an accurate reading either. And that's when I often talk to people about getting their own at-home blood pressure kits or tests, so that you uh, cuffs, so that you can do this at home. And then you will be in an environment that is consistent, um, that is pretty much controlled, and there won't be a lot of other distracting factors. And so then the next time you come in, then you should be able to have a history of correct blood pressure readings. And there is no single number that determines your blood pressure. It can vary throughout the day and be influenced by something as simple as being approached by a well-meaning nurse carrying a blood pressure cuff. So again, the way to overall take this into account is blood pressure readings, high blood pressure readings require at least two readings on separate occasions. So when we think about those things, it's really important to get a blood pressure cuff that's in your own home. So then you can start monitoring it for yourself with a cuff that is adequate for your own arm. And you'll be able to test it during throughout the course of the day, whether it be eating or sleeping upon rising or going to bed. So you'll be able to see those fluctuations for yourself. And it's also important to make sure that you advocate for yourself when you're in in the treatment room ready to get your blood pressure reading because, again, they may or may not have the adequate blood pressure cuff speak up. They may take it on the incorrect arm, your right arm first, and then they also may be taking it over your clothes. Make sure you're advocating for yourself because if they think you have high blood pressure, 
nine times out of 10, they're not going to talk to you about diet or exercise or anything else. They're going to talk to you about pharmaceutical intervention. And if you don't need to, there's no sense in being on a pill when you don't have to. So take those things into account and I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day. Thanks for joining Women's Health, Wisdom, and Wine. We really hope you enjoyed our conversation today. Think about one gem you can take away from this episode and apply it to your own life. Also, remember to follow us, review us, and give us five stars. Till we meet again, remember, nourish your flourish.